I love a good podcast, as you know, and I'm always happy to share resources for parents who are looking for creative, smart content that both entertains and offers enrichment for curious kids everywhere. So I'm happy to let you know about this awesome new show from the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, The Adventurous World of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as Math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. The series explores themes that kids like ours love, like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. And episodes transport kids into iconic periods in history like Pythagoras's Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England. So cool. New episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a perfect length for those car rides, for meal times, for break times, and bedtimes. What I love about this show is that it's kind of like listening to a book on tape. The story is captivating and includes lots of problems listeners can try to solve. The voice actors are fantastic, and the math concepts are seamlessly weaved into the narrative. It's exactly the kind of show Ash would have loved a few years ago, especially during our homeschool years, because finding that perfect blend of entertaining and educating, it isn't always easy. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Tilt Parenting, a podcast featuring interviews and conversations aimed at inspiring, informing, and supporting parents raising differently wired kids. I'm your host, Debbie Reber, and this is going to be a different kind of an episode because it is the seven-year anniversary of Tilt Parenting, and it felt like a good time to do some reflection on where we, meaning you, me, this community, are now. And I wanted to reflect because I think it's important to pause, to take a breath, and to notice this moment. I mean, that is what we're working to do with our kids, and I recognize that it's something I probably don't do often enough with Tilt because my brain is wired in such a way that I am always thinking about what more can I do? What else can I create? What are new ways to reach more parents? How can this community grow? So I think it's important for me to take this moment. And since you're in this with me, I thought it made sense to share this pause with you. So deep breath. When I consider the landscape seven years ago, when I first launched Tilt Parenting and this podcast over a pretty dorky, honestly, Facebook Live, so, so, so much has changed. And I think it's worthy to note that today there are so many more resources available for parents raising differently wired kids. Especially in the past few years, it feels like there has been an explosion of websites and summits and podcasts and books embracing this work of shifting the paradigm and looking at neurodivergence through this broader lens, which is amazing. I mean, one of the primary reasons that I started Tilt in the first place is that back then, you know, eight years ago when I was developing it, seven years ago when I launched, nearly all of the resources for parents raising kids with neurodevelopmental differences and disabilities were narrowly focused on very specific diagnoses. So you had your ADHD books or organizations here, your dyslexia podcast, or your autistic or gifted program there. And While it was great that those resources existed, I really wanted to bring parents raising these complex kids together because the challenges we experience 
in having our kids measured against some arbitrary measure of normal, air quotes, or struggling to figure out a path for childhood and education in systems that just aren't designed for our kids, that's for the most part universal. Together, we are all swimming upstream against old systems and models, and it can be just so overwhelming. So I wanted to bring us together so we could experience the power in our numbers and realize that our kids aren't actually outliers at all, and neither are our families. And because from my little office in Amsterdam, where I first developed the idea for Tilt, I envisioned what I was creating as a social change movement. In fact, back then I called it the Differently Wired Revolution, and I was hoping more than anything that the revolution would take off. What I find perhaps most exciting as I reflect on the year since then is that it's clear that the boundaries between different ways of learning and thinking, they just don't matter in the same way as they did back then. What does matter is that as a society, we are starting to recognize that seeing, embracing, and respecting every child as an individual with unique needs and profiles is what we should be doing. There is no one-size-fits-all way of supporting differently wired kids. Our kids do not need to be siloed by their differences or made to feel like aberrations. More and more people are getting with the program and realizing that there is indeed no such thing as normal. There is no right way, again, air quotes, to think or to learn or to be. And I like to think that Tilt had something to do with that. We'll be right back after this quick break. So in our house these days, Darren and I have been working together to up-level our nutrition and healthy lifestyle habits. Maybe it's our age, our changing bodies, my shifting hormones, whatever the reason, I'm here for it. And that's why I'm loving Green Chef, a meal company that makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Green Chef offers gut-friendly recipes each week and is committed to providing a holistic approach to nutrition by offering meals that contribute to the overall well-being of your entire body. Darren and I are particularly big fans of their nutrient-dense, science-backed gut and brain health recipes, developed in partnership with registered dietitians that improve digestion, reduce bloat, and also boost energy and immunity. This week's favorites, turkey, black bean, and sweet potato chili, and the Baja chicken bowls with mango salsa. I mean, don't those sound delicious? But if that's not your thing, you can choose from a variety of customized meals to suit your lifestyles with preferences like keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, gluten-free, and protein-packed. Whatever you choose, you'll get farm-fresh ingredients, organic whole fruits and veggies, and premium proteins, along with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes delivered straight to your door. Go to greenchef.com slash 60tilt and use code 60tilt to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's 60% off plus 20% off your next two months when you use the code 60TILT at greenchef.com slash 60TILT. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. This year, I've been working on becoming more attuned to my body. And so I'm starting to really recognize how periodic spikes in anxiety or disruptions to my routines can seriously throw my whole system off. And as I've been traveling a ton this past month, which is both disruptive and somewhat stressful, I'm especially glad that I have the extra support of Symbiotic Plus, a three-in-one supplement from Ritual with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. 
Symbiotic Plus provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining to support a healthy gut barrier. And it comes in this very cool minty delayed release capsule, which was specifically designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery to the colon. The bonus is that the capsules don't need to be refrigerated, so I can easily bring them with me in my carry-on. On a personal level, I love that Ritual is committed to sustainability. They're a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable long-term to not only think about their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash tilt. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash tilt for 25% off. Language is another area where things have meaningfully evolved. When I first started Tilt, I landed on the phrase differently wired. It felt optimistic and not deficits-based, and also my own differently wired kid, Asher, approved. Back then, the phrase differently wired was not part of the lexicon in the parenting world, and now it's pretty much ubiquitous. It's honestly astonishing and pretty cool to see that language, differently wired, being used in so many different spaces and capacities. In addition to differently wired, another term that wasn't widely used back then, neurodivergence, is now everywhere. It's been embraced by those of us navigating personal or parenting journeys that include any sort of neurodevelopmental differences. Overall, the language used when referring to neurodivergence and neurodevelopmental disabilities continues to change and shift too. And I think this is largely the result of the millions of adults, especially women, discovering either through formal diagnostic processes or through self-identification, their own autism or ADHD or giftedness or twice exceptionality and leading the way with passion and purpose. People like Christy Forbes and Catherine May and Jennifer Cook and Jacqueline Fady and Devin Price and just too many powerful humans to name are using their voices to affect change and set the discourse and to help the rest of the world get caught up. I wanted to share just a few examples of how terminology has shifted in recent years. There is the idea of identity first language. So autistic person, not person with autism. We know that disabled is not a bad word. People are disabled by environments and systems that don't accommodate for their neural differences. Differently abled is a euphemism that's largely frowned upon. Functioning labels such as high functioning or low functioning or profound autism, those are considered harmful by most autistic people. Non-speaking is the preferred term over non-verbal. And generally speaking, language that pathologizes difference disorder comes to mind, is problematic. I love the way that Marcus Sutra, he's the president of the mentoring organization Eye to Eye, uses identified rather than diagnosed, as in he was identified as having dyslexia and ADHD. I love that the profile of autism known as PDA, which technically stands for pathological demand avoidance, how's that for a label with a serious ick factor? has been redefined as a persistent desire for autonomy, which is a much more respectful and accurate description. And those are just a few examples. And I will say right now that I'm sure I get it wrong plenty. I'm quite sure that I have earlier podcast episodes that include some of this language I just mentioned. And that makes me cringe just a wee bit. 
I do my best to keep learning and growing, and I defer to the actually autistic community and other neurodivergent thought leaders when it comes to language and preferences, and I will continue to do that. Perhaps the other thing that has changed most significantly since I started Tilt is that the neuroscience surrounding things like emotional regulation, nervous system management, polyvagal theory, co-regulation, and neurodivergence in general has really taken off. So we know so much more about things like the internal experiences of differently wired kids and trauma and fight, flight, freeze, or fawn and sensory intensities. And that knowledge allows us, all of us, parents, caregivers, educators, to respond with more understanding and effectiveness to kids who are dysregulated. And that is so exciting. The work that people like Mona Delahook and Lori DeSottles and Tina Payne Bryson and too many to mention are doing to get this critical information out far and wide so our kids don't have to suffer fills me with so much hope. And I'm so grateful that access to this information is widely available to parents with younger kids. At the same time, I can't deny that I feel a little sad for the younger me, the mom with a dysregulated little five-year-old who never heard of sensory issues or co-regulation or nervous system management. I feel like all I had in my toolbox back then was a chart, some stickers, and a kid who was motivated by Legos and breakfast for dinner. And honestly, that bums me out. And sometimes I wish I could have a do-over. But the great news here is that there is growing understanding about what's really going on beneath the surface of a child who's having a hard time. And I'm just so thankful for and excited about that. That means that millions of kids will have the opportunity to grow up without being punished for who they inherently are, or internalizing a sense of shame, or feeling like they're not smart or good enough. I mean, what could be better than that? So those are some of the bigger picture changes in the paradigm shift. But personally, life is different for me too. And since many of you have been on this journey with me since day one, I thought you might like to hear a little bit about my reality too. When I launched Tilt, I had an 11-year-old. Now I have an 18-year-old. When I launched Tilt, we were living in the Netherlands. Now we're back in Brooklyn, but our dream is to eventually get back to the Netherlands. Back then, I knew I wanted to start a podcast and that I wanted it to be an ongoing thing, but I don't know I would have realized I would still be in production and loving this work seven years later. I know I couldn't have imagined I would have had more than 330 episodes in the can and approaching 6 million downloads. I never imagined that Tilt, that this community, and especially my Differently Wired Club, would be the epitome of work, life, and purpose all blended together in one beautiful package. I seriously get off my office hour and coaching calls full of humility and gratitude and optimism. I think the biggest surprise, though, is how doing this work and pretty much very publicly learning and growing and screwing up and navigating all the joys and heartaches of parenting a neurodivergent kid has profoundly changed who I am as a human. I've embraced my own twice exceptionality and my own processing and attention differences. And that has allowed me to show up to my work, to my family, and to myself with so much more grace and understanding. And it's helped me heal parts of me that have felt broken or not enough for pretty much most of my life. So yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Since I launched Tilt, I've also parented a complicated 2E teen through repatriation to a new city, 
a transition from homeschooling to a formal high school, and a pandemic that hit before any of us had a chance to even find community in our new home. So it has been a little brutal. I'm regularly moved to tears by the emails I get from parents who share with me their incredible stories with candor and vulnerability and heartache, and who got in touch just because they wanted me to know that Tilt or my book or this show was the thing that changed their family's life. I mean, emails like that literally leave me speechless. I get hit with these waves of gratitude for them taking the time to even write to me that I get to do this work in the first place. And even though technically these people are strangers, I know and feel truly and deeply that they're my people. We are a community, all of us, and that is pretty fantastic. And speaking of community, can I just say that the neuroscientists and authors and therapists and parents committed to shifting the paradigm to a world that's more neurodiversity affirming and inclusive is composed of literally the best people I know. I've never felt more seen and accepted and at home with a group of peers in my life. And as someone who's lived and worked in many different spaces and career fields, that's saying something. People doing this work are the real deal. Passionate, genuine, thoughtful, and committed. And I sometimes pinch myself that I get to be in relationship with such wonderful humans. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hey there, it's Debbie. I love making this show and sharing conversations about how to support our awesome neurodivergent kids. I've seen how even one little insight from an interview can spark a big shift in daily life. But I know that raising complex kids can be messy and lonely. And just when we think we figured it out, something comes up that boots us right back to feeling overwhelmed and stuck. That's why I've poured everything into creating a way for parents like us navigating complex parenting journeys to join together and chart a path that feels positive, hopeful, and doable. It's the brand new Differently Wired Club experience. In the club, you'll get personal support from me and other seasoned parent coaches, six live calls every month where you can connect and get your personal questions answered, the opportunity to learn directly from authors and experts like I have on this show, monthly themes for getting specific and tactical, an exclusive private podcast feed, and the best, most generous community of parents. Seriously, these folks show up for themselves and each other, and that right there is really everything. Because it's a daily reminder that we're not alone. Our kids aren't broken, and we have totally got this. The recently rebooted Differently Wired Club is on a brand new platform with its very own iOS and Android app. It is such a great space. However you learn, whatever your style, no matter the ages, genders, and neurodivergent profile of your children, the Differently Wired Club can help you cultivate the positive shifts you're hoping for. Join us today by going to tiltparenting.com slash club. That's tiltparenting.com slash club. I hope to see you on the inside. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're aiming more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Lastly, to be fully transparent, I have to share that being very much still in it, in this season of parenting a differently wired human and all that goes along with it, while being somewhat of a known figure in this neurodivergent space, it sometimes feels complicated. During my hardest seasons over the past few years, I have sometimes put additional pressure on myself to get it right. I mean, I have access to all the things. I read all the books. I talk to all the experts. So there's really no excuse to not nail it on the parenting front, right? But perhaps this is where my own personal growth spurt has been the most profound. I mean, I often talk about the importance of our doing our own deep inner work as parents, but I don't know that I knew I meant this deep. Yet that's what's happened. I mean, that's what continues to happen for me. I have found a whole new level of learning and healing and uncomfortableness and depth that I've leaned into. and. I have to be honest, not always with a smile on my face. The truth is, at times it has felt really, really hard. And sometimes I've struggled to be an advocate for hope and possibility when those emotions felt pretty far removed from what I was experiencing in my own life. But I know that there is no going around any of this. The only way is to move and go and grow through. So that's what I've been doing. That's what I am doing. And knowing that you out there are in this with me is really, it's just everything. So thank you for being on the other end of this ongoing journey and conversation. Okay, that feels like enough reflection, don't you think? But before I close out this special episode, I want to leave you with some tangible takeaways or ideas for you to noodle on as you go about your day showing up for your kids. So I'm going to share the five biggest lessons that I've been learning sometimes over and over and over again in the past few years. Number one, the relationship we have with our kids is everything. That foundation of respect and communication and love and deep, meaningful connection with our children is critical as our kids grow and evolve. It's worth prioritizing that over everything else. And I mean everything. Number two, individuation, that process whereby teens and young adults work to separate from us as parents and create their own sense of self and identity is painful and unavoidable and amazing and terrifying and exactly what our kids are supposed to do. Our job as parents and caregivers of kids in this stage of life is to trust in the process to continue to prioritize connection, go back to point number one, and find ways to support ourselves emotionally and mentally. Number three, speaking of supporting ourselves, we all need help sometimes, and thankfully, that help is available to us if we ask for it. Having all the tools and resources and information does not mean that we're not going to struggle. So reach out for the support you need, therapy, support groups, community, meds, whatever you need. We do not have to white-knuckle parenting, or life for that matter. Number four, there is no completing the curriculum of parenting differently wired kids. They are ever-evolving and changing, 
and the challenges and situations we'll have to figure out as a result will be ever evolving and changing too. The good news? For those of us who embrace the identity of a lifelong learner, we have got that covered. The bad news? There are some lessons or courses of study in this parenting journey that we would surely like to master and just move on from. Either way, it's best to lean into all the messiness with curiosity and openness. And lastly, number five, we cannot control the outcome of, well, anything in our kids' lives, really and truly. We cannot force will them to do or be something they're not. There are no perfect choices we can make that will guarantee they'll never experience pain or trauma or unhappiness. And we can't make them feel more worthy or mentally healthy or optimistic or motivated by saying or doing the right thing. All we can do is love, support, guide, and show up for our kids as they are every single day and know that they are exactly who they're meant to be. So, with all of that said, I'm going to close out this episode. But before I do, I just want to say thank you for being along on this ride with me. Thank you for listening to this special, unconventional episode. And thank you for showing up for the phenomenal, differently wired kids in your world. They are lucky to have you in their orbit. And so am I. You've been listening to the Tilt Parenting Podcast. To go deeper into this episode, visit the extensive show notes page. For every episode, there's a dedicated page on my website with links to all the resources mentioned, a full transcript, and a podcast player with key takeaways marked so you can easily go back and re-listen to the sections you're most interested in. Just go to tiltparenting.com slash podcast and select this episode. The Tilt Parenting Podcast is hosted by me, Debbie Reber, author of the book Differently Wired and the founder of Tilt Parenting. This episode was edited by Andrea Curtis Amasquita, and show notes were put together by myself, Andrea, and Lindsay McFadden. If you get a lot out of this podcast and want to help cover the cost of its production, please consider joining my Patreon campaign. On Patreon, you can sign up to make a small monthly contribution, as little as $2 a month, and it's super easy to sign up. Just go to patreon.com slash parenting to learn more or click on the Patreon link on any show notes page. To follow Tilt Parenting on social media, go to at Tilt Parenting on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. Lastly, please help this podcast stay visible and easily found by the listeners who need it by subscribing and leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much. And that's all for this week. Stay safe, stay well, and take good care. And for more information about this podcast or any of the resources that Tilt offers, visit TiltParenting.com. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. 
It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.